1: we <laughs>
2: Tough in the hood to the wolves call. Bitches let a drink in the club till the wolves call. Surrounded by the sheep in the street till the
3: wolves call. Everyone strip on the floor. We the wolves done. Who could fuck with the Nero I got a snyder extended clip. So who wanna play hero? Go bash like Ozzy. I was Welcome everybody to the Wrestling the DeLorean, DeLorean podcast. I'm your host, harmless. Mike De Niro. Before we get into today's Superstack show where we're talking all about AEW Dynamite from this past Wednesday, talking about the next episode in our DeLorean episodes of CNA Impact in 2006, I gotta give a big shout out and salute all my wrestling DeLorean passengers. Thank you so much for riding with the Wrestling DeLorean podcast and joining us on this beautiful Friday. Thank you for allowing me into your Friday routine. Today we're going to be talking all about a lot. But first, I want to say, if you don't already, follow us on Instagram at Wrestling DeLorean Pod, follow on TikTok at Wrestling DeLorean Pod, follow on Twitter at Wrestling DeLorean Pod, and make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel below, Circle of Debate, hit that subscribe button for new episodes of the rest of the Lord podcast every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. New episodes of Circle of Debate every Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. We're gonna be on later on tonight with the Circle of Debate, so hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any of the action. But with all that being said, let's cut the beautiful L.O.G. song. Wait, wait. Put it with melon, I bet honey, do. Fire! Anyway, let's get into the Super Stagged show right now. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for allowing me into your Friday nightly routine. We are going to be live here. We're going to be talking a little bit about everything right before uh Smackdown goes on in the air in about 55 minutes. But we got a lot to talk about. We're going to be talking about CM Punk's controversy. We're going to be talking about AEW Dynamite. We'll be going back in time like we do every Friday to TNA Impact in 2006. And, you know, we're just going to give our news and notes about the wrestling world right now. There's a lot of news going on. But first, before we get into all that, if you want to support the podcast, cop some merchandise from ThreeFallsBrand.com, the best rock and wrestling merchandise on the planet and the home of Wrestling DeLorean podcast merchandise. We got really cool shirts there, but Three Falls Brand does a lot more than just shirts. You know what? I'm going to let them tell you what they do. Here's Three Falls Brand.
2: Three Falls Brand is a DOI merch company that provides original artwork on shirts, hats, stickers, and pins. Three Falls, wrestle punk merch for the masses. Check us out at threefallsbrand.com and on Instagram at threefallsbrand.
3: Definitely support threefallsbrand.com but also shout out to our sponsors at manscape.com. Make sure you use the promo code DeLorean next time you're on Manscaped.com. Whether you need the weed whacker, whether you need the lawnmower, whether you need a little ball deodorant, make sure you use the DeLorean code to get 20% off all orders site-wide. You, 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 you know, you got to take care of yourself. Us men, we got to take care of ourselves. And what better way to take care of ourselves but then to get a discount on taking care of ourselves? You know what I mean? Make sure you use that promo code DeLorean to get 20% off. Don't miss out on that. All right. No more nonsense. Let's let's get into the show. We're going to be talking about AEW Dynamite from this past uh, Wednesday. All right. I was on the Circle Debate like I am every Thursday last night, and we talked a lot about the controversy that went on with CM Punk and him calling out Hangman Page, all that shit. And I'm going to tell you this right now. I don't know where everyone else stands. Let me know where you where you stand in the chat. But I don't know where everyone else stands. But me personally, I thought that was some unprofessional bullshit that CM Punk pulled. And I don't respect it. I don't fuck with it. Now, here's the thing. He says that supposedly that was a receipt for whatever Hangman Page said on whatever promo he said that disrespected CM Punk. I don't remember Hangman Page cutting a promo on CM Punk since CM Punk left. I don't remember Hangman Page cutting a promo on CM Punk since their feud. So if you were feuding with the man and Hangman Page said something that you didn't like, why are you waiting, what, three, four months later to say something back? Why not say something when he did it? Like, I, it just was kind of weird. Like, who else got that feeling when, when, uh, CM Punk cut his promo and called out Hangman Page. Who else got that feeling that this is kind of weird? Like, I didn't know what it meant. I didn't know why he was calling out Hangman. Obviously, Hangman is occupied with the whole, you know, trio's tournament and being in the corner of the Dark Order. So this, this was a little weird that CM Punk came out and said, you know, I'm challenging Hangman. And then you add the whole, you know, make sure that the apology is as loud as the disrespect. What was so disrespectful? I know that it's being reported that what Hangman said that got under Punk's skin was, I don't need advice from the veterans backstage. If that's what got under CM Punk's skin, then I don't think it was called for for CM Punk to react the way he reacted. It just was unprofessional, and it made Hangman Page look like a coward, just like he said. And I don't know. It's like Hangman Page is a fellow babyface on this show. And you're making him look like a coward on the show. I don't know why, and I don't know what the intentions was without, you know, if the if the goal was just to embarrass him, was it really necessary? I don't know. I I just I just feel like, you know, you you, you know what you're getting when you get CM Punk. CM Punk is a very emotional guy, and he doesn't always get along with people he he rubs a lot of people the wrong way so i guess when you have a cm punk on your roster you you have to expect some of this shit to happen but if i'm backstage and i'm tony khan and i see that this guy is taking liberties on my fucking television product i'm not gonna be spineless you know what i mean and that's the shit that pisses me off because i feel like because now you got the reports the rumors that cm punk is unhappy with his spot in AEW and he might walk out right If that's the case, like, dude, what else do you want? AEW is bending over backwards for you. Bending over backwards for you. AEW gave you the highest paid salary. AEW lets you handpick your opponents, lets you handpick your promos, fucking gave you the world title, didn't even strip you of the title when you fucking had to go out with an injury. What else do you need from AEW? You are treated like the top guy there, which he is. So I don't get like what what else is needed for CM Punk to like his spot in AEW. I don't know. I'll tell you this right now. The opening promo, though, was very, very good with Moxley. I thought that these guys had a realistic promo. They went back and forth. I love the little references to WWE that CM Punk was dropping. Like, you know, you're not even the second, you're the second best John that I'll be facing in Chicago. Uh, Eddie, Eddie is the third best Eddie that I wrestled and he's the second best Kingston since I've been in the ring. Like shit like that, like these little references and then the whole shield reference. One thing that I really popped for though, was when CM Punk said to John Moxley, don't get too close. I'm scared you might bleed on me. I thought that was hilarious, just for the fact that I was on the show the other day and I was talking about how John Moxley bleeds too goddamn much, and how whenever John Moxley bleeds, it takes away from the matchup because he's just bleeding all the fucking time. So I thought that that was a nice little touch, but yeah, I mean, it was announced that it's going to be CM Punk versus John Moxley next week. So I don't know what this means. I don't, I don't know if they're going to do this match twice before the pay-per-view. I don't know if this means that CM Punk won't be there at the pay-per-view, so they're trying to get the matchup out the way. I don't know if they're going to add Hangman Page into this somehow, but it is going to be John Moxley versus CM Punk for the unification match for the titles next week. And I mean, I'm not going to ever complain. I'm never mad at getting free uh, title matches on TV, but it's just the fact that Like, damn, like, what's going on? What is going on? But anyway, this AEW Dynamite was actually really good, in my opinion. I really, really enjoyed the matchup between Daniel Garcia and Brian Danielson with uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat at the uh, Timekeeper's table. That matchup was banger, yo. That matchup was match of the night. That matchup was match of the week. That matchup was the match of the month. That was a great matchup. Two out of three falls. I think it rectified the wrongs that happened with the last time Daniel Garcia got into the ring with Brian Danielson. I talked about here how I felt like that was a great matchup and then they ruined it with the interference of Jake Hager. So I think that this rectified that wrong. It was a great matchup. And I love the storyline afterwards. I love the whole story of Daniel Garcia is now conflicted. Does he side with Brian Danielson or does he side with Chris Jericho, right? I feel like that's a cool story that they got going into the pay-per-view what's going to happen i like it and something i really loved was the main event the main event where you had the return of kenny omega now it's clear that kenny omega is not 100 percent by any means by any means kenny omega is you know wrestling with a compression shirt on he's wrestling with a knee brace he's wrestling with a shoulder brace So Kenny Omega is not 100% by a long shot. But nonetheless, Kenny Omega put on a good show. I mean, yes, there was ring rust. But Kenny Omega put on a decent enough matchup for me to say, hey, you know, that was a good matchup. It wasn't like, oh, man, Kenny, what are you doing here? Like, Kenny Omega put on a good show, and I'm glad to see Kenny back. I think that he's slowly going to get back into, you know, his rhythm of things, but it is nice to see Kenny Omega back. I just feel like it might have been too rushed. I feel like he was only back so soon because Tony Khan sees, you know, on the other channel, Triple H is pulling back, not pulling out, and he's fucking having all these returns and great shows. AEW needs to do something. So they brought back CM Punk. They brought back Bryan Danielson. They brought back Kenny Omega. So AEW's trying to fire on all cylinders here. I just feel like Forgive me, y'all. It's hot as fuck in here today. But anyway, is firing on all cylinders. I just feel like at this point, they might be rushing people back way before they're ready. There was that talk that Brian Danielson wasn't ready to come back. Still was dealing with the concussion shit. CM Punk, to me, doesn't seem 100% yet. Um, he's still, you know, he's still dealing with some of the foot injury, I think. He, he just... When they were brawling, when him and Moxie was brawling, it didn't seem like they were really, like, going too far. Like, they're not going full force because it looked like CM Punk still needed to, like, take it easy a little bit. And as for Kenny Omega, we see Kenny Omega was all, like, fucking bandaged up and strapped up. And, I mean, yeah, AEW needs something exciting, but I wouldn't want to rush these people back so soon and then they get injured again and then they're out for a much longer time period, you know what I mean? But, anyway, great to see Kenny Omega back. I was a real big fan of the main event. I just hate that Roosh and Andrade already kicked out Dragon Lee, lost and Granables. I hope that we see more Dragon Lee because Dragon Lee's a stud. Dragon Lee was a, like one of my favorite luchadors, one of the most underrated luchadors. Some of his matches against Romu Takahashi in New Japan Pro Wrestling was fucking amazing. Uh, Dragon Lee has bangers and bangers and bangers just look it up his matches against bandito and ring of honor his matches against anybody in ring of honor like he was a very good wrestler that held the ring of honor television title for a long time and i'm a big fan of dragon lee and i was excited to see him partnering up with his brother roosh and andrade and then just like that they lose one match and they're unmasking him and then fucking dropping him on his head it's like damn I, i hope this doesn't mean that this is the last we see of dragon lee I mean, at least put him in the Ring of Honor uh, show because Dragon Lee, like I said, he's so underrated. I, I think that sky's the limit for someone like Dragon Lee. And yeah, I just want to see more of him. And it just sucks that so quickly they broke up the whole trio, uh trios. I honestly thought that that trio had all the potential of going on and becoming a trio's tag team title holders. I thought, me personally, I sat on the Circle Debate last week that I thought that these motherfuckers was going to win this damn tournament. And then they lose the first matchup, which I can understand why. But then you already dropped Dragon Lee out the fucking team. It's like, bro, that easy? One loss, you fucking stabbing your brother in the back? Like, what the hell, bro? Anyway, nonetheless, AEW Dynamite, in my opinion, was a good show. I enjoyed it. I like the realism of CM Punk and John Moxley. I don't like the unprofessionalism of CM Punk and Hangman Page, though. Fuck that shit. You doing Snow Angels in the ring and fucking calling out Hangman Page and saying, oh, that ain't cowboy shit. That's coward shit. Well, why don't you give the man a heads up? Why don't you fucking go confront the man face to face and then say something? That's, that's the shit I don't like. like. Back to the CM Punk thing. I know I'm all over the place right now, but back to the CM Punk thing. If you fucking have a problem with the man... Fucking confront him in his fucking face. Don't be fucking talking shit on the mic unprofessionally fucking months later. If you feel like he disrespected you, you're going to fucking wait until you're in front of everybody and cut some shit like, dude. I don't know. I feel like if you felt like he disrespected you in some promo from months ago, you should have said something months ago. And you saw this guy backstage probably. Why not confront him in his face? Why try to take the route of making him look like an idiot on TV? That's the shit I don't like. You know what I mean? We got Dom from Top Rope Wrestling Talks. My homie is in the chat. He says, LFI was all I wanted from the minute on, from the minutes Andrade got signed, and they're gone. Damn you, TK, right? Yeah, honestly, I thought that they were going to be a trio that's going to be a mainstay trio on this uh, show, and I thought that they were going to actually be a team that holds the trio's titles. Like I said a couple minutes ago when I was on the circle debate, I picked them to win the whole fucking tournament. I didn't see the Elite winning this matchup. I thought that Adam Cole, uh, Bobby Fish, and Kyle O'Reilly was going to interfere somehow. And that's how we're going to get that feud. But I thought LFI was going to go on and win the tournament. Like, me personally, I would love to see like teams like the Death Triangle and House of Black win it. But I think that right now, Death Triangle has to lose because I really want to see Ozzy uh, open and Will Osprey versus the Elite. And as for the House of Black, the House of Black is already in the storyline. I feel like at All Out, we're going to see Miro versus uh, Malakai. And we're going to probably see Sting and Darby versus Buddy and Brody. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I just hope that this doesn't come down to the Elite versus the Dark Order. That's the only thing. Anyway, AEW, good show. I enjoyed it. But for sure, you know, it left a lot of people talking with that opening promo. Like, what the hell is going on? And now with all the rumors that CM Punk is unhappy and all that shit, it's going to be interesting to see what's to come. I think it's really weird that we're getting this title match next week on Dynamite and not on the pay-per-view. I know Meltzer reported that it's still scheduled for the pay-per-view, so I'm sure we're not going to see a clean finish next week. But still, why? I was a little nervous when that matchup got signed, and then you see the next day that they said that CM Punk was um, not happy with a spot in AEW. I was thinking, damn, is he going to drop the belt, like get this match out the way, and then fucking leave? Like, or are they going to add Hangman Page now, make it a trios match, but or not trios match, a uh, triple threat match? Because you had him talking shit about Hangman Page, it will only make sense to add him to this fucking matchup. See what Dom says. Myself, Little Psycho, and Lady Psycho are watching from the living room. Hey, shout out! So I guess you could say the Psycho Clan is in. Yo, I love you guys. Thank you so much. Real talk. Shout out to the Psycho Clan. Shout out to Top Rope Wrestling. Talk. Shout out to my homie Dom. Shout out to the whole League of Extraordinary Podcasts. I love you all. Thank you so much for the support. But when we come back, we're going to be talking about the April 27th episode of Impact Wrestling from 2006, the fallout of Lockdown 2006. We talked about Lockdown last week. We talk about all that and much more when we come back. So stay tuned. Mm-hmm.
2: Three Falls Brand is a DIY merch company that provides original artwork on shirts, hats, stickers, and pins. Three Falls, wrestle Punk merch for the masses. Check us out at threefallsbrand.com and on Instagram at threefallsbrand.
0: Hey there, this is the Queen of Extreme, Francine. I am here today to let you know that you need to go and check out this very cool podcast that is happening right now. It's called the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast, and it's on every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Yes, three days a week. It's amazing. And on Wednesdays, Wednesdays are really special because Edwin Melendez, he reviews ECW Hardcore TV And sometimes he even talks about yours truly. So, you need to go and you need to look up this podcast. Again, it's called the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. And it's on every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And please tell them that the Queen of Extreme Prancing sent you.
2: It's the man, the king, the god of this shit. This fucking gauge and you know how i start this off shout out to all my mdk gang members around the world shout out to all my boys locked up in the cells eastern block shout out to my hate club rest in peace big day hatred and rest in peace my brother justice Payne. and i'm sending this video to my motherfucking boy my gang member mike De Niro. and mike I want to start this off by saying thank you, man, for repping the MDK gang the right way. I want to say thank you. Like I tell the rest of the people, and I keep telling them and telling them, Mike. If it wasn't for you, or the rest of the gang, me Nick the Gage, I wouldn't be here right now, Mike. And I definitely wouldn't be doing what I love. That's professional deathmatch wrestling. So I just wanted to say thank you, Mike. And I want to let all my MDK gang members know To go check out The Wrestling Deloraine Podcast I was on it It was a dope ass podcast We had awesome conversation. It was one of my favorite podcasts I did And I don't do too many And I've done some big ones And this one was one of my favorites To so go check out the Deloraine Podcast every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. They do this shit three days a week. So from the king of this shit, from the god of deathmatch wrestling, go check out the Deloraine Podcast. And remember, they do it three times a week. They ain't slacking, they're on top of their game. They do it Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And you know what it is. It's MDK all fucking dead. And Mike, I would love
3: to be on your podcast again, man. I love you, Nick Gage. You're the homie, but damn it, it's fucking DeLorean. It's not DeLorean. But shout out to Nick Gage. <laughs> right? Every time I hear Nick Gage says DeLorean, I want to put his ass through a flaming table. Man... <laughs> Yo, know, truth be told, Nick Gage hit me up and he was like, yo, I enjoyed being on your show. And I was like, all right, cool. Can you make me a little shout out video? And then he sent me that. And it was like so sweet that I appreciate that him doing that. That I wasn't even going to correct him. Like, I'm not even crazy enough to correct Nick Gage, man. I ain't trying to catch a fucking light tube to the head. But anyway, we have some breaking news before we get into our TNA Impact from 2006 review. It is being reported right now on Wrestling Inc., that Nikita Lyons and Zoe Starks is out of the women's tag team tournament. They will not be they will not be competing at the tournament tonight on SmackDown. Instead, they will be replaced by Gigi Dolan and JC Jane from Toxic Attraction. This is because Zoe Starks was injured at the NXT Heat Wave show. So, now we have a big big, you know, replacement here. We have Toxic Attraction on the main roster. It was It's bittersweet. You know, I I am a big Toxic Attraction fan. Like, shout out to the whole team on NXT. And I was excited to see... I was excited to see Nikita Lyons and um, Zoe Starks. I never, 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 never want to hear someone got injured. But, you know, for sure, I think that it's really cool that we're going to be getting Toxic Attraction in this tournament, too. Plus, I feel like this whole tournament needed one more heel team. So, I feel like that would be a perfect heel team to replace them. But... Yeah, I mean, I wish Zoey Stark's a speedy recovery, and it is now, like I said, breaking news. I wish I had a breaking news sound here. But it is now reported that they are replaced by Gigi Dolan and J.C. Jane from Toxic Attraction. So look forward to seeing Toxic Attraction on SmackDown tonight. All right. We're about to get into the TNA Impact April 27, 2006 episode. This is the fallout of TNA Lockdown 2006 And this show starts out with James Mitchell and the Monster Abyss backstage. Monster Abyss, by the way, who stole the NWA world title from Christian Cage at the pay-per-view. He didn't win it. He beat the shit out of Christian Cage and then fucking took the title from him. He stole the title. And, you know, if you remember, possession is nine cents of the law. Abyss is considering himself the new world champion. And Father James Mitchell is saying, you are my champion, my son. Ah, Right? So Impact starts off. We have highlights from Lockdown, all the bloody highlights that make it look like it was a horror movie at uh, the Lockdown pay-per-view. And then we have a matchup between Christian, well, it was Christian Cage's friend, Rhino, versus Abyss. This is, a, of course, a non-title matchup because Abyss is not really champion. But they have a hardcore battle that goes all over the arena. Rhino still has bandages on his face from Lethal Lockdown from a couple nights before. see what Dom says. It's a real team in the tag team tournament. I'm down. Yes. That's why I was saying on the show a couple weeks ago. I said that I feel like this tournament is lacking real teams. There was too many teams that are just thrown together. So toxic attraction in this tournament, I'm all for it. Like I said, don't want to see Zoe Starks go down with an injury. But her and Nikita Lyons was very thrown together. Very thrown together. So definitely shout out to um, a real tag team being in the goddamn tag team tournament. The women need tag teams. Like, I feel like there's tag teams in wrestling where you have, just two singles guys coming together. And then you have like tag team specialists. And I think that women's tag team wrestling doesn't really have those tag team specialists yet. I feel like you had it with the Iconics, but you know, they're not really wrestling anymore. And you know, I'm sure there's a few other teams, but like you don't have those tag teams. You usually have like those single stars that come together. Nonetheless, so Abyss versus Rhino, this is a hardcore match. Rhino gets busted open again. Abyss makes quick work of Rhino, Black Hole Slam, one, two, three. Christian Cage is not here tonight. He's still injured from the post match beatdown by the Monster Abyss at the uh, lockdown pay per view. So Christian Cage would not be here. So right now, no one's taking that title from the Monster. Next, we got Jeremy Borash. He is with Jeff Jarrett and Scott Steiner backstage. It is announced that we're going to have Jeff Jarrett and Scott Steiner at sacrifice going against sting and a mystery opponent, a mystery opponent that sting is going to hand choose. So the whole speculation is who is sting going to pick? Is it going to be a member of sting's army that was just by his side at lockdown a couple nights before, or is it going to be someone else that he brings in? We're going to hear more about this later on in the night, but Jeff Jarrett and Scott Steiner are none too pleased to have to face Sting yet again. We next get the World X Cup matchup. The first round, we have Haruki Goto, who, by the way, was a Young Lion at the time. Shout out to Haruki Goto. If you haven't, check out the New Japan show from Three Falls. Not Three Falls, right? Goddamn. Check out the New Japan show from, uh, from Circle of Debate from this past Tuesday where I go on a giant-ass rant talking about how Haruki Goto deserves a lot better than losing in the fucking G1. But Young Lion Haruki Goto teamed up with Minoru Tanaka to go against the team of... Alex Shelley and Shande, Sanjay Dutt, forgive me, y'all, Sanjay Dutt. And this was a really good matchup. I love the chemistry. I thought that Alex Shelley mixed it up really well with Haruki Goto, and Sanjay was looking really good in this matchup as well. In the end, it was team USA, Sanjay Dutt and Alex Shelley that got the victory. They pinned Haruki Goto. The captain of uh, team USA was Jerry Lynn, the whole well, the new fucking show, Jerry Lynn. He comes out. He's very uh, proud of his team. He's very proud that Alex Shelley, even though he's a cocky heel, he's able to team up with guys like Sanjay Dutt and Jay Lethal for the betterment of the tournament and for America. Good old USA. Speaking of X-Division action though, we're next given a matchup for the X-Division title. It is Samoa Joe defending his title against Jay Lethal. Now I think this is funny because we just saw this matchup in the modern day at uh, Ring of Honor's Death Before Dishonor. And Jay Lethal and Samoa Joe put on a banger. But you could see how much growth Jay Lethal had from 2006 to 2022. Because this matchup between Samoa Joe and Jay Lethal was an absolute squash match. Jay Lethal was very young. He was only 21 years old at the time. And he was just fed to the shark that is known as Samoa Joe. So, by the way, and that's no pun intended because Samoa Joe is going to be doing the voice of King Shark for the Suicide Squad video game. But it was like a shark attack, the way Samoa Joe just decimated Jay Lethal in this matchup, made quick work of him, and is still your X Division champion. Larry Zabisco Zabisco comes out. He says that he still wants Samoa Joe to start building his way out of the X Division and going to the heavyweight division. He said, what else do you need to prove in the X Division? You destroyed everybody in the X Division. When are you going to take that and go against guys like the Monster Abyss? Go against guys like Jeff Jarrett and Scott Steiner and Sting. And he goes on and Samoa Joe says, I will move up to the heavyweight division when I want to move up to the heavyweight division. Right now, X Division is my home and I am going to continue to make these guys look like shit. And he said, I was never about, because at this time he was getting a lot of comparisons to Goldberg since he had, like, the whole win streak going on. He said, to me, it's never about who's next, but who's left. And then real, like, funny, yeah, had Larry Zabisco in the back. like, that's exactly my point. Go up to the heavyweight division. But anyway, Samoa Joe is still reigning a fucking – he's like the one-man wrecking crew in the X Division. There's nobody who could step up to him. Besides AJ Styles and Christopher Daniels, who come close, but they're never able to really take that title from Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe right now is just a fucking machine. So I love the Samoa Joe. 2005, 2006 Samoa Joe was peak Samoa Joe for me. I loved this whole run for Samoa Joe where he was on the X Division having bangers. A couple months ago, he had the best match in TNA history, Unbreakable. AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, and Christopher Daniels. He had a banger with Sabu at Lockdown. He had a banger a couple months from now with Kurt Angle. We're going to talk about that when we get there. I don't want to spoil it for you guys, but we all know how this plays out. We're not going to be stupid here. We know that Kurt Angle's coming, and we're going to have that classic with Samoa Joe. Dom says, Lethal went from green as baby shit to money at the last step before the fighting the same dude still lost, though. Yeah, I mean, I honestly did want Jay Lethal to win that title back. I thought that it was going to be the perfect story for the student to finally beat the teacher because in ring of honor you had, and especially in this time too, in ring of honor, you had Samoa Joe taking the young Jay Lethal as his protege and he was mentoring him. And I thought that with ring of honor, that would have been a perfect storyline for Jay Lethal to all these years later, be able to defeat his teacher Samoa Joe, but that didn't happen in 2022, nor did it happen in 2006. So, Next, we're going to be talking about the last segment of the night. Sting comes out. We have Jeff Jarrett and we have uh, Scott Steiner out. And he says, you guys really want to know who my tag team partner is going to be at Sacrifice, right? He says, why don't we do this game show style? He says, why don't you pick Tunnel 1 or Tunnel 2? Who is going to be my tag team partner at Sacrifice? Sacrifice. Jay was, uh, Jeff Jarrett and Scott Stein, they're like, stop at the games. Who is it? We want to know. And you got Sting just playing mind games. Sting is – this was Joker Sting before Joker Sting because he was doing a lot of Joker Sting tendencies as the game show host trying to reveal who his mystery tag team partner is for Sacrifice. But even though it's neither of these two men, they end the show by showing that Sting has connections around the wrestling world, whether it's from WCW – or wherever, like wherever thing's been, he has friends and he has connections because he says, let's see who's down Tunnel A. And down Tunnel A, we got Buff the Stuff Bagwell. We had Buff Daddy, who came out to his old WCW song, Buff Daddy. By the way, I fucking hate that song. Buff Bagwell never had good music. You know what I mean? First of all, when he was a part of the American Males, I went on a whole rant one time how much I wanted to throw my fucking computer through my TV screen hearing the American Males theme song. Because all it was was, American Males, American Males, American Males. Like, shut up. Anyway, Buff Daddy, that theme song was not, uh, it was not too cool either. But anyway, he says, is it going to be Buff the Stuff Bagwell or is it going to be whoever's down Tunnel B? And out comes Lex Luger. In 2006, Lex Luger may be the tag team partner for Sting going into Sacrifice, going against Scott Steiner and Jeff Jarrett. So we go off the air with more questions than answers. We don't know who Sting's partner is going to be. But as of right now, Sting is playing mind games with Jeff Jarrett and Scott Steiner, saying no matter what, no matter who, I'm bringing a partner to TNA Sacrifice 2006, and we're going to end the cancer of Jeff Jarrett in professional wrestling because this time he's saying that TNA is a promotion that has so much upside, but as long as they have a cancer connected to it, like Jeff Jarrett, it's never going to go anywhere. So he is here to eradicate the cancer of Jeff Jarrett. That's how we go off the air. I thought it was a really good show. Very entertaining. Had a little bit of everything. We got the hardcore matchup between the bis and Rhino It was bloody, especially because Rhino already was bloodied from uh, the night before because this was taped on a Monday, so it was really like 24 hours before. Um, We had old-school faces, legendary faces like Lex Luger being shown. We had a great X-Division matchup between Samoa Joe and Jay Lethal, and we had great international action, having guys like Haruki Goto and Minoru Tanaka going against Sanjay Dutt and Alex Shelley. I feel like this is what TNA was all about. It was a mixed bag of everything, you know what I mean? You don't have just like the old-school wrestling. You have great high-flying. You have international action. This was a great example of what TNA is at this point. So I strongly recommend that people go check out this episode. I enjoyed it. I give it a four out of five. Great show. Definitely enjoyed it. Check out this episode of TNA Impact. It is from April 27th, 2006. If you want to know what TNA looked like at the time, this is the perfect example of the melting pot that TNA was at the time. But ladies and gentlemen, that's going to be it for today. But if you can't get enough Mike De Niro, you don't got to wait long. Just hit that subscribe button to the Circle Debate because in a couple hours at 1030, so about three hours from now, we're going to be back live with my boy Dan from Cage My IQ and, of course, the devious one himself, Ivan. We're going to be talking about the G1 Climax New Japan Pro Wrestling semifinals and finals. You don't want to miss out on that. It's about three hours away, so if you want more Mike De Niro, Make sure you check out Three Falls. Fucking Three Falls brand is f- supporting it, but make sure you check out Circle of Debate. Also, check out Top Rope Wrestling Talk in a couple minutes. About twenty minutes, Top Rope Wrestling Talk goes live every Friday. Always an amazing show. Shout out Dom. Always support Top Rope Wrestling Talk. Support good podcasts. Support real podcasts. Support wrestling podcasts. I love you guys. Hope you all have a great weekend. Like I said, catch me tonight, ten thirty. Circle of Debate, New Japan Pro Wrestling Show, a special where we talk about the finals of the G1 Climax. And here's a little insight. I'm not too happy about it. You might hear the rants of the fucking century because I'm really pissed off about this fucking tournament. Anyway, I love you guys. Have a great weekend. Stay safe. Stay strong. Stay positive. One love.